Josh, I'm joined as always by Arian Aaron, Soundboard Bob, and by this week, my special guest, the Duke of Ice. With the folks who can bring the method of the madness, reasonably readable, makes sense and announcements because this is. Okay, hear me out! How's it going, gentlemen? Technically, we said the vaccine songs were over. <laughs> Mask mandate songs are still on the table. Yeah, I thought we were going to get Ukraine songs now. Our Israeli overlords have not technically told us that that's over yet. Wait, we have Ukraine songs that we can dive into? It's on your docket. It's not my docket. Okay. <laughs> the docket is ever expanding. <laughs> I thought Israel supported Ukraine. No comment. <laughs> so, I think we actually watched a good documentary this year. Um, well, good in respect of, of it had quality content. It taught you something it wasn't made a, by a woman it wasn't made by a woman that was solely about her sick father and her crippling family yeah there, there were plenty of sick fathers in this documentary children <laughs> sick children well, yeah that too yeah so, where do we start off aaron well this year we watched the brzezinski uh documentary on youtube which was made me so much angrier at the government than i ever thought i could possibly be yeah um, I, I learned during the documentary that I'm currently 499 miles away from the federal FDA building. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm probably like five miles away. <laughs> the, the parking looks really great. So the premise of the, the premise of the documentary is that there is a better cure for cancer. And you hear that like over the years that everyone has different methods of treatment. And it's kind of hard to sell someone on it. But this documentary is really just a systemic tearing down of a guy who actually wants to help people. And at every step of the way, they fuck him. Like, completely and utterly, from the very beginning. Like, the Texas Medical Board goes after him, and then the FDA. It starts in the 80s, right? Yeah, like, the let's 80s. Do, like, let's do a quick timeline of events. Because as they are indicting him and prosecuting him, they are also trying to patent for the United States his research. Yeah, so it's at the same time, simultaneously. It started in 1986. Um, they had no formal complaints, but they started an investigation, and they requested that they send medical records to the National Cancer Institute. He doubled the amount requested. Two years later, they ignored that he ever sent anything in, and then filed suit against him. And after that, no cases um, were compiled against him. And they kept pushing suit against him. I think it took until 1993 for his patients to actually uh, go against the Texas Medical Board and say, stop harassing our doctor. There is no complaints against this guy. Wait, hold on. Let me put that in perspective. It's, just, it's single-handedly like the government being like, this person raped you. We're going to charge him for rape. And the woman was like, no, that yeah. was not <laughs> rape. You should stop. I, I implore you to stop persecuting or prosecuting someone for rape because that was consensual. That's but, what happened. But not even that. They uh, they had the petition from his own patients stricken from the record for the court case so that, <laughs> that couldn't be brought forward as evidence. They had the 
the request to strike that from the record, this petition, to yeah. please do not sue our doctor who saved our son's life, who was giving a six-month prognosis to live and then is now seven years later still alive. Yeah, they literally said, don't worry about it. They had no... In fact, throughout the entire time that they're suing him, they never once say it doesn't work. They said that's not an issue. And they denied the jury the ability to go visit his clinics because they thought that seeing him save lives would cloud the specter of judgment of the case. Yeah, they never they never actually uh, bring into question the efficacy of the treatment um, or the negative side effects of the treatment because there weren't any and well, the efficacy was, was high um what they wanted to try to get him on was saying that like patients coming from out of state counted as him trying to sell drugs out of state <laughs> and that's how they were trying to fuck him over and shut him down well not even that is that the 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 jury from the first trial in like what was it 93 1993 yeah the, the people that served on the jury that acquitted him the first time went and protested the second trial <laughs> yeah. that, that they tried to prosecute on him two years later, right? 1995, I yeah. believe. Yeah. It went all the way to 1995. But while that was happening, there was a side story going on with his compound. And Aaron, if you want to give the recap on that, like there was a separate researcher that they had working with a pharmaceutical company. Well, what happened was he... Uh, treated the sister-in-law of the CEO of Elan Pharmaceuticals. And then Elan Pharmaceuticals wanted to help get his his method of treating cancer through to the FDA for uh, phase one and two and three trials, um, get it pushed through, and because he already had patents on all these drugs. Um, then they cut the deal off they, after they told him to not patent one specific component of the drug, and then... Elon Pharmaceuticals put in for a patent like a year later on that drug in itself <laughs> and then tried to run that through clinical trials as the main component of the cancer medication, which it was not. The one component that he said did nothing on its own. Right. Yeah, it was only because it how it reacted with another component, but it, it on its own doesn't do anything for cancer. So they got it through clinical trials and then failed all the clinical trials and said, well, this guy's a quack. His shit doesn't work, even though they weren't using the drug that he was using to treat cancer. Now, I think we need to take a step back with some of that description and get into what his treatment actually is. Uh, so it's the anti-neoplastons. That's what, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's a discovery that he made while he's working on his thesis for his doctorate. In the 60s. In the 60s, yes. he found there was a peptide that was present in the blood and urine of patients that had no cancer. And patients that did have cancer were missing that. So he just thought, what if I just give them some of that that was that was it just a shot in the dark he was like okay what if i they don't have this if i give it to them will it help their cancer maybe and it just fucking happened to like half the time they would just cure these people of cancer where he's getting 30 to 50 percent cure rates in mortal cancer like just absolute death sentence cancer like brain stem cancers in children that are like four years old because it has no negative side effects but he was able to cure Year to year, between a 30 and 50% rate of people with well, these cancers. Hold on. There was a side effect. They get really thirsty. <laughs> that, oh, that's like, true. They get dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'd rather take the radiation that instead. <laughs> chemo, you know. Wait, hold on. Because they even, like, in the medical research, they pointed out that the common cure for cancer, radiation and chemotherapy, is carcinogenic in nature and could cause 
uh, resurgence or relapse. It of would the cause cancer. secondary yeah. diseases and resurgence of the cancer later on. Like it doesn't even guarantee that it works. Yes. The the first the worst part about this documentary was having the patients, the survivors, describe the treatment, the alternative treatment that yeah. the doctors wanted to give them, which was a two point radiation therapy, and they said you'd go deaf, you lose your sense of balance. Uh, your pituitary gland would would rot basically. So if you were a kid, would, you're stuck. Yeah, 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 it would destroy your brainstem basically. And it's like, wow, that's man made horrors beyond my imagination. <laughs> I, why is that our medical treatment? That's that's not helping. That's not curing well, anyone. That, that's where we with the antennae plastons as well. Getting into that, the like understood effect or mechanism behind that is that the peptides of the person is lacking are responsible for differentiating cells and that they're responsible for, like when they're not present, cells will mistakenly become cancerous or tumorous cells. So as opposed to just not creating cancer cells in the first place, kind of a you know a less harmful way of solving things, the whole chemo and radiation uh, therapy side of it is just kill everything and hope there's a human left in the aftermath. You, you mentioned the trials a moment ago. I want to circle back to that because that's really one of the most disgusting parts of this entire documentary is that they purposely pulled people that were in dire straits, like in bad health, took them off of their treatments, and then gave them uh, Brzezinski's treatment at insane dosages. Uh, one component was 2.7 times lower than the amount it should have been. Another was 36 times lower. And a third one was 169 times lower for two of the patients, and the rest just had none. And they killed these people. They killed them just so this treatment would not pass trial. Like that was pretty horrifying. He even, Dr. Brzezinski called for people to be prosecuted over that. Yeah. They said they, they, they gave them the wrong drugs, the wrong treatment. And because of that, it was malpractice. Well, effectively no treatment at all. He didn't even find out for four years that they had done that exactly because they had documentation showing, do not share this with Dr. Brzezinski or the Brzezinski <laughs> research yeah. Institute. And if anyone asks for it, do not share them this information and then they ended up saying, oh, well, the trials were inconclusive. And then two years later, posted the inconclusive trials. And that's where they showed the dosage of the drugs that they gave the people. Yeah. How and irresponsible. It was, it was fucked. It was insane. Like, they, was, they, they purposely fucked up the trial to say that this drug does not work. They even had independent doctors, like, re, like medical researchers. That, that one Asian guy, I don't remember his name. He was a medical researcher Shin? for, yeah. for um, the Cancer Institute. And he was straight up saying, he goes, uh, most scientists would not have caught this. He's like, but you just look at the dosages and they, it was fraud. What they perpetuated was fraud. Yeah, completely. By an independent source. And the guy who was in charge of the shoddy trials, uh, Friedman, he was writing like pissy letters to Brzezinski the whole time. And he completely botched the trial. And after they got all the patents in, he was later promoted to FDA commissioner. Congratulations. Job well done. <laughs> the uh, the funny part about the patents is they put 11, the U.S. government put 11 different patents in. Um, they have all been approved between 1997 and 2000. And uh, we've never, those drugs are still available because they're still in clinical trial so that the patents won't run out. And the the reason they do that is they, well, A, they don't want the drugs to be available ever, but the um they wanted the patents so that they could run their trials poorly on purpose like they already did with the one component. The, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm too retarded to say the actual component, but... Uh, uh, phenyl acetate? That's the one. Yeah. And uh, 
they just want to fail it on purpose so that they can keep promoting chemotherapy, which if every single person knows somebody that's had gone through chemo and it just uh, most of the time kills them outright within three months of starting. Oh, treatment. yeah. Several people in this audience were talking about it after we watched the documentary. It's fucking horrifying. Yeah, it's uh, it's fucked up. My my uncle Gary just just died of uh, from chemo treatment um, for his cancer within three months of starting it. He was an invalid within a month. He was building a cabin and writing a four-wheeler around 4th of July. And then by August, he was like in a wheelchair, like in a fucking weird bubble watching his granddaughter's do- uh, wedding before he died. And uh, yeah, it, it's fucked up because what they want to do is they want to get these patents through so that they can say they don't work and bury the medicine forever and keep you going on chemo, which was developed, by the way, in Yale in 1943. We haven't come up with a better treatment. That's the bit. i'm not controlling the soundboard today ladies and gentlemen this is not me but uh i do have great confidence in them yeah i'm sorry soundboard bob was kind of yeah we have our audio engineer i have uh that's that's why i pay him the big bucks so 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 aaron how how are those clinical trials going for the antineoplastics i'm I'm sure it's been about you know probably three to five years now kind of regular course of uh 22 to 25 years now for the 11 patents and i don't believe any of the some of them have passed phase two trials, but they're still going. Like that, that does not happen where you have a drug that's still in trial for. So, so like years. probably around March or April twenty twenty four, we can expect these drugs to be on the market. How long have the COVID vaccines been in trial? <laughs> well, same time we land on the moon, Josh. The day we land on the moon, we come out with a cure for cancer. What a coincidence! <laughs> it's Thank fun- God for modern science. It's funny that you mentioned it took. It's been twenty seven years at this point. I was sitting next to Justin in the audience and he turns over to me and he's like, how long did it take for the COVID vaccine to get out? Like you guys said, it's like a year, like not even a year for it to get completely yeah, approved. Than. Oh yeah. All the way through. But it will take 75 years to, uh, for us to show the public the information that we took a year to compile. Yeah. That, that 75 years. I mean, cancer is very complex. That's all I have to say about that. I mean, is what you guys are suggesting is that the government hates you and wants you dead. I mean, that's dangerous rhetoric, though, isn't it? Basically, <laughs> not, not. Well, my point, my point about bringing up that it's 1943 when we come up with chemotherapy is, like, we did that whole episode on the AMA and how it was literally a uh, all of medical uh, schooling got taken over by, the, by Rockefeller, who owned all of the pharmaceutical companies in America, took over all of the medical schooling, and the last holistic school shut down right around that time. I, I can't remember if it was like 37 or 47 yeah. when like the last one got shut down. So we come up with chemotherapy for Rockefeller to be pumping out like right like right around the same time. We haven't changed it since then. It's completely asinine. We should mention that um, Brzezinski owns the facility and the pharmacy that which distributes his medicine, like he owns all of it. So there's another significant financial component to it. And oh, wow. does, does he work for the FDA or something? No, he doesn't. And in fact, there was a, there was a pretty uh, damning quote from the movie from a guy named Dr. Richard Kraut, who was the FDA Bureau of Drugs director. He wrote a letter basically outlining their process. And he says, you want harsh regulations. You want to say it's proper to hinder research. And once these regulations are created, the FDA is bound by them. He said, I have never 
and never will approve a drug to an individual, but only to a large pharmaceutical firm with unlimited finances. So they're not interested in any one person controlling any part of it. Well, it's because they're not financially motivated. If they have unlimited finances, they couldn't possibly want or need any more, right? Always positive, Josh. There you go. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Is that positive? I don't understand it. it- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Josh, I have a question for you because you guys did an episode a while back on something called the Royal Rife Machine. Yes. And I remember you had in contention the idea that this machine ever worked whatsoever. Has your opinion changed on that machine potentially being helpful for cancer after watching many government agencies fuck a guy over into oblivion for his treatment to ever see the light of day. Yeah, so I mean, uh, Royal Rife went through a pretty similar situation in the progression as Brzezinski did with uh, in medical boards kind of just fucking him over, burning down labs, destroying his research, trying to discredit him and other people who recreated his experiments and shit like that. And, you know, I, I had a change of heart kind of the day after the episode um, where I was, I was, I was, yeah, but never but, fucking told me. I love hearing that I'm right. Okay, okay, but uh, he didn't update the show, he didn't update the audience. So, oh, well, I'm sorry. Hey, everyone, everyone, I had a change of heart the day after that episode and changed my mind. Uh, oh. gun, gun to my head, you know, all that, all that fun shit. <laughs> well, I mean, if. <laughs> If, mm-hmm. if there were a literal gun to my head, I couldn't. But uh, in case you couldn't tell from the video we didn't release, there wasn't actually one. Um, but but since then, I've learned about these fun things called the Trinfinity device and like other, other progressions of the Royal Rife machine, which are effectively... Oh, actually not effective. They're literally crystals. It's taking the Royal Rife machine and replacing the little Yambatons with crystals. So uh, that, that uh, hey. seems like... Oh, fuck you. Oh, since the... <laughs> <laughs> Since the progression of it over the last 70, 80 years has resulted in crystals and not any more supporting evidence, I, I want to believe that I don't Friday really believe Royal Life. All right. That. So is there a gun to your head question? Oh, don't lead into that. Are we, are we there yet even? <laughs> Josh, what do you think, though? Out of the, the person that's most skeptical of what's, what's happening here. Of the no, <laughs> I'm most skeptical of conspiracy theories. What, what's your what's your uh, off the cuff take of uh, Brzezinski's <clears throat> antineoplastons? Yes, <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, <laughs> there are a bunch of elements, uh, but after you know a bunch of googling, uh, consulting Google Wikipedia and Cancer.gov, and um, you know after watching toward to the end of the documentary, I, th- I think I think I've you know cemented a bit more in my mind what I think about this <laughs> man. Could you fucking wrap it up, Josh? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, fine. I think it's legit. Okay, I think we should probably be using this treatment on a uh, you know a bunch of people either uh, instead of or in conjunction with uh, chemotherapy. Okay, Aaron's, that's great. Fine. That, that's an impossible amount of words for Aaron. Was right. There probably is a cure for cancer. <laughs> <laughs> just, just say it, Josh. Just say it. It's okay. Aaron was right. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) This is going to turn into like the Alex Jones bit. We're going to make a meme every single time this happens. Well, (laughs) the more I look into this, like I honestly, the biggest thing I take away from this, I I think that anyone that starts looking into alternative cancer cures and the actual rates of curing with them, uh, doing chemo is fucking insane. If you take anything away from this, Really look into some other options, especially when they have no negative side effects. And 
maybe give that the old college try before you go uh, irradiate your body or that of your loved one oh, yeah. with uh, chemotherapy because it's uh, a very protected institution that makes like a trillion dollars a year globally, and uh, they don't give a fuck about you. They will poison you to death because they get their 300, 300 to 500,000 or whatever it ends up being regardless if you live or die. Yeah, and they even admit in the documentary it's not a 100%. It's like 30 to 50%, but still, you would want to try something else that's not toxic to you before the, you ever consider radiation. The non-toxic thing is like yeah. the most important. <laughs> yeah, try every remedy that's not going to fucking uh, dissolve your skin yeah. and make you deaf and incontinent. And like, what was the other? Like, they, they told them like you would be a vegetable. Yeah, the, these were these were cancers in like a lot cerebral of stems. Beyond like brain that, stems. they weren't even. It wasn't the fact that they were just cancer treatments that he was getting thirty to fifty percent cure rates on. It was only people that were incurable cancers that weren't eligible for standard chemo and are only eligible for experimental chemo and radiation treatments. Those were the only patients he was getting for a while that they thought that they realized that the experimental chemo was so horrific that they decided they would never do that no matter what and then looked elsewhere and happened to stumble upon this guy and his treatment and those were the people getting 30 to 50 these aren't like stage one like oh yeah here we can just cut this little thing out and you're good it was like you have a death sentence and a you were going to be dead within the next however many months those are the only patients he's getting yeah you know what's really fucked up about this documentary is that you can't summarize it to anybody and convince them, but you could show it to them and they could see like how fucked up it is and then within the same breath turn around and be like, but COVID is completely accurate. Like there's nothing wrong there. Well, vaccines are, much, vaccines are much better tested and trusted technology than chemotherapy. Like I said, cancer is complex. Viruses, however... Mm. That is an unironic statement that someone would say. Yeah, ca viruses, you only got to, what, go through six trillion of them to categorize them, figure out what they all <laughs> seven. do? Why six? Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Why only six? No fucking problem. <laughs> we have an audience question. Chemo... Closer. Chemo killed one of the strongest people I knew in the prime of his life. It's a fucking scam. That was our perfect longtime voicemail caller, Bobby. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. It, I, I think everyone here has like witnessed that in their lives. The the toxicity of, of that treatment. Right? Yeah, it, it's like, fucking insane. Like, okay, like I'm trying to think of what the gun to your head argument would be for this, but like gun to your head if you had to choose chemo or this specific experimental treatment, if you Google right now. We'll tell you this guy is a fucking scam artist and a charlatan. We didn't Which one would that. you go through? There's a huge like, AstroTurf like, campaign on this guy. Like oh, that was kind of oh, like the tail end of it. Fucked up too. Has Google been compromised by Russian hackers and there are like false results now? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can yeah. see you can see on Aaron's face as soon as he knows he has to disregard uh, anything Josh is I, saying. I, I, I have to rephrase this. <laughs> I have to rephrase this. Uh, yeah, if there was a cancer on my brain stem, what would I choose? Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. go chemo. You would never no, even think I, of it. I, I would rather just die on my own, on my own like natural way. Yeah. I would not take chemo radiation. I don't think anyone like, would. I think yeah. that's the point: is that even if it was a ten percent success rate, they don't want that. They want in, like entire control through chemotherapy. 
and it's an insanely successful program, doesn't it take like fucking forever to get through and you're constantly dumping lump sums of money into it? Like yeah, they, every, they don't give a shit if it works or it doesn't. Every treatment is like dialysis. You show up like two days a week. You know, you pay like exorbitant amounts of money to get it done. Yeah. And it's constant. You have to do it until you're cured. I want to say, and no, like I want to say cured, most people do like a three month thing. Is it something like that? Like, um, does anyone have any specific insight on, on what courses time frame. chemotherapy are like? It completely depends. Yeah. Yeah. In case you couldn't hear, you said it depends on the cancer. So, yeah. yeah. Three months to five years. Okay. There's five year chemo programs. Jesus Christ. Low dose, low dose chemo. Uh, uh, I assume. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of the people who are hooked Microdose up to the fucking machines. <laughs> They're losing all their hair. Yeah. 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 But Josh, yeah. any chance you you would ever choose chemo as a as a treatment for your cancer? Lord, I'd have to have a really convincing doctor, but uh, I don't. Multiple, multiple lab coats, like an MD, PhD, and like a couple other things just stitched there around the corner. Pieces of paper on my wall. Yeah, dude, dude. I mean, but like, if you got diagnosed, would you fly down to Houston and be like, "Is there any chance?" Like, would you do that before even considering chemo? Yeah. Now that I'm aware of it, note that the the relative minimal risk uh, compared to chemotherapy. Hell yes. (laughs) Well, that's a good answer. I think that wraps up the documentary. Yeah. We don't yeah, yeah, keep yeah. going over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it I wasn't it, as funny yeah. as the last one, but it, it was horrifying. A, there's no funny in it. It's, no. it's horrifying. It makes you want to bomb your local FDA building. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, local... Unironically. <laughs> there were people that <laughs> left. They were so down. pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like tearing my yarmulke True. apart, like watching this <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> All right, so we got a uh, science experiment that we prepared for you guys. Wait, oh, we oh. have a question. Are you guys... Audience wait, wait, hand, hand, get, get on the mic. Get on the mic. Hi there. This is your top guy, as always, topping all the men who need to be topped. Um, are you guys <laughs> taking questions from the audience at any point during this forum? We're going to do it right now with you. Why not? Right now? Okay. One exception. I, I just had a quick question, almost a comment. One of you guys, I don't remember who, said a statement about how they're currently botching the trials right now to fail the drug so that it won't continue with the FDA. I just want to throw out a clarification. The Brzezinski Institute is the one that's currently doing the trials with the FDA. So they're not trying to botch it just be- because he's actually the sponsor of it. If you look it up right now, it started in February of 2000. Okay, so well, he's no, in I, charge I, of it now? No, he's, think, in, he's in but, partnership with the FDA. He's on statement now in 2020 saying we had a rocky start, but me and the FDA are working in good relationship. So that's, that's now. I, I think the. <laughs> so I just want to throw <laughs> that out real, there for all of you. It's a real rocky well, start. Hey, yeah. Well. I want to say real quick, Duke, yeah. thank you, Top K. It was my favorite part of the documentary is him sitting in the back, just constantly freaking out at every turn of the documentary going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and frantically Googling this guy afterwards and posting in our group chat saying, look at this fucking article. <laughs> I would say that, yeah, Rocky Start is also includes a 2017 grand jury uh, from the Texas Board of <laughs> Medical Directors, whatever the fuck. Um, it's insane. Yeah, one year to make it. What six six months to a year to make a COVID vaccine, but uh, twenty two years and counting for a non toxic. Uh, Times have treatment. changed. Well, that was the past. Like, we don't do that anymore. COVID affects literally everyone. The documentary like reminded us of the stats <laughs> that cancer will only you know affect or only about forty percent of adults at some point in life will develop a form of cancer. So that, that's not everyone like COVID. Okay, so what was? Sorry, I think we're done with this shit. That's, what, yeah, what, what was the pork thing you were talking about? Okay, yeah. so yes, we have a science experiment to do live since we're all here and you know how much we love science here so i saw a disgusting horrifying video where we poured coca-cola 
onto somebody poured Coca-Cola on a piece of pork. And within five to 15 minutes, a fucking parasitic worm wriggles its way out of it. And we want to see if we can do that live. And I thought that there'd be no better people than Leo, our resident vegan, and Najah, our resident Muslim, to ruin pork for the fucking rest of us <laughs> by being our Coca-Cola pourers. Let's get them over here where we can observe them because it's going to take a little bit. So let's grab them like and put them like over here. Okay. I'm going to grab a chair. You're going to put yeah, it in the yeah. aisle way? Put it in the aisle way, Aaron. Set it on the stairs. Set it down on, on the, the stairs. stairs. On the yeah, stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Not a, your that's aisle a, that's way. That's a flat surface. All right, Leo's going to get chairs, but if you would like to do the first round of coke pouring, if you would like to oh just pour a nice thin layer of coke around over both of those pieces of pork to try to ruin it for just the no, rest no, no, of the season. No, no, no. Have her pick one. Just do one. Just yeah, one. have her pick one. Have her pick a team. I'll pick a team. Oh, yeah. the disgusting pork chop right off the bat. So the, the jaws on the disgusting one. The value foods pork chop. Perfect. And then we're going. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, we're going to reapply in about. Five minutes. We have the Dollar General. So Leo is Leo is the shoulder, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's injury. <laughs> Leo we'll have is have on two layers. Making his way over to the shoulder. It's not necessarily a controlled scientific environment, but uh, we'll make do with what we got. All right, so we've got them on display. Right, and Leo, you're going to be pouring the Coke on the fresh. That's like the good pork shoulder. That's the old, the, a little hunk of fresh pork shoulder from the butcher. So to be clear, if there are no worms in either of these, they should both start eating pork. <laughs> At least Wait, we're not going to stop. I, I promise you that. Four, right? I'm not even out. Leo the jury's out yes. if I stop I'll if eat, a worm comes out. If, if a worm comes out, I'll eat three pork. <laughs> so we're gonna monitor this through the eat rest of the, the show, worms. but eat the worms. <laughs> we're gonna monitor this through the rest of the show. Apparently, you're supposed to reapply a couple times every like Rich, four or five minutes. Good. We'll have Rich on on the job for watching for uh, worms to come out. Now, yeah, we do. I have the stopwatch going at the moment for the five minute Great. mark. Okay, now. Now, we, we have that brief uh, interlude for a... Hey, we got a bit. Yeah, we, we have the brief interlude for something disgusting. <laughs> I think we should go to something a bit lighter. We have a bit. That was from the Holocaust? Of course. Okay. Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, so we, no, yeah, we have a video of a lie of a like 95 year old dementia woman that claims she was in the Holocaust, and her story is unbelievable, but it happened. Well, mostly believable. Need that long nails, a dead size. And my little finger sick. Unless. <laughs> and all the Germans hated Jewish people. 
I wanted the halo the Christian people have. I have learned from them to buy. <laughs> and, the, and the halo, they, they got a halo over their head. Oh, can we pause there real quick? All right, I'll just uh, just uh, get a hold on. I just want to, you know, in case anybody can't understand her. Uh, so, uh, so far we have nails that are about a, I don't know, ten to twelve inches long. It's a railroad spike. That's so what, it's like about a, the thickness of a pinky finger being driven into the top of her skull because the Germans didn't like her, and it put her in a coma, and she came out of it no problem. Yeah. Uh, the Germans were drilling 18 penny nails or 16 penny nails into her skull because she was Jews or I she mean, was Jewish. They, they just did such a job. They didn't like her. Yeah, isn't yeah. it because they ruined Christmas? <laughs> 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 they did such an efficient job building the railway system. They just had leftover nails. Like what, whatever. Uh, just, okay, wait, hold on. Just so I'm understanding, it's how big a nails that they're nailing into her? Like. She said this long, so like a foot, yeah, I got a, like <coughs> a foot almost long. a foot. Six, Sixteen penny na- nails. What? Look those up. Look how long <laughs> I'm those not gonna are. Google. Shit no, no, I'm right not now. gonna Google that. But that's insane. That is an insane story that she is. What do you telling. think? What do you think the odds are that that actually happened there, Kevin? Zero. She's telling a <laughs> Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> that is something that you would see happen to Bugs Bunny and go into a coma for a brief moment and then wake up because they didn't like him. Like that's. Everything she's describing is cartoonish. How many nails do you think your skull could take? Six. <laughs> Six. <laughs> One. Finish nails. Yeah, finish nails. Oh, it depends where. Yeah. Well, this is right through the top. Right. right through now the top part. On let's, the let's, let's continue this amazing testimony. The halo the Christian people have, I have learned from them to buy. And, and, and the halo... They, they got a halo over their head when they were brought to slaughter. For some reason, whenever they, they put me in the line, I never did get poisoned. Yeah, I, I wonder why. <laughs> but it didn't work. Well, anyhow, at one time they sterilized me. Wait, but pause. Pause this. This is, a, this is a grandmother, How? right? She's about to talk about her kids after she was sterilized, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't. So that after the poison didn't take didn't and the railroad spikes didn't kill her and she was sterilized and she talks about her kids. That, yes. She, so she just made that wait, up. She she was five years past menopause. Hey, hey. She At was, one time she was sterilized, okay? She got better. <laughs> five years after this happened, she went through menopause and yeah. that's what she was describing. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take. <laughs> All right, let's finish here. Let's finish this amazing testimony, and then we'll see if uh, you guys believe this. Years old, I had my first child. <laughs> a sterilized person cannot have a baby. We know that's correct. We, <laughs> we do know that. He's so close. They were fleeing, so they nailed us to the balls. He was also nailed the boards. I was hanged like that. At the ball. Oh, like Christ. And, uh, You're trying to ruin, ruin Jesus again. <laughs> it's made out of um, knives. <laughs> she ab living? Cut yourself. That's why I have that cut here on my chain. From her knife necklace. Don't worry about it. There were only maybe <laughs> 9% they- of the people alive. I am one of them. 
She 9%. was fleeing from the Germans as they were like, or no, the Germans were fleeing from the camp as they nailed her to the wall. All right, so that's. <laughs> so we're gonna yeah. wait. I got a question for you guys. Let's, let's recap this. Okay. I'm gonna ask okay. you the believability of the story. Maybe give me a percentage or something. So they took a woman. One hundred. They nailed. <laughs> they nailed spikes into the top of her skull. Until she went into a coma, then came out of it, got in the poison line. She still the spike in her head when she got out of the coma, by the way. Yes, stayed there. Yes. <laughs> got in the poison line, somehow did not get poisoned, then was sterilized before she had her first child, and then was hung like Christ on a, on a board and with a necklace of knives around her that gave her a cut on her neck and lived through all of that. Josh. What do you think the percentage of that story that is true? 100%. <laughs> I feel so sorry for that woman and the plight that she had to live through. She, it must have been so hard. If only there were a way we, a way we could pay reparations to you know, her and her people suffering. <laughs> can, we, can we get like a, a second country for the uh, Jewish people? The United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got one. It's a work in progress. <laughs> My hat fall, fell off when you said that. <laughs> I don't know why. It's scurrying away. <laughs> Josh, what do you think? <clears throat> oh, man. I'm, I, I want to believe that like 5 to 10% of that is real in, in some sense, but I just can't identify which what, 5 to 10%. Yeah. What's the 5? Is yeah. the 5 that she encountered a German? It, it, it's the fact that she was 18 once. <laughs> she was unlikable to Germans. <laughs> I have nothing funnier to say. <laughs> I never will. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, is it time to reapply for the pork? We just did. You just did. Uh, we did. just reapply. Any any what's worm the movement at all in any of this? Oh, thank God! I'm oh, really man. hoping that no worms crawl out meat, of that. Meat tards win again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, like we, we might as well do coke braised pork. If we know parasites fall out of them, then absolutely yes. So we we like to perform science experiments here on the show, but sometimes we need to refer to the experts. And that's where we come up with our next article. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's face or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Scientists have discovered, <clears throat> once we pull it up here, 4.4 million galaxies in a new map. Wait, what map is that? Wait, hold on. What the fuck? <laughs> did, did, what? You not, did you not read this ahead of time? No, I did not read this ahead did, of time. You want to look at my phone? That might be easier. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah. yeah. Okay. Scientists have discovered in Durham University, uh, astronomer collaborating with a team of international scientists have mapped more than a quarter of the northern sky. Using Wait, which way is north in the sky? Or like in the, 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 the space? The North Pole, South Pole? Yeah, sure. It doesn't matter to them anymore. They're making it all yeah. up. Sorry, go on, go on, go on. The map reveals an astonishingly detailed radio image of more than 4.4 million objects. Galaxies. 
is what they mean by objects, right? Well, I mean, some of them are stars. You know, it's pretty much, pretty much, <laughs> well, pretty much the same thing. Am I right, guys? I think they went through the research and concluded that each one of them wait. were galaxies, right? Wait, wait, wait. That's a good question. It just says objects. <laughs> it, <laughs> say, it, it says nothing about galaxies. It says no, 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 they revealed no, no, 4. Look, 4. They, they, they clarify. They uh, confirm like, it. Uh, they at confirm some point it. later. Do they? They do not confirm it. <laughs> it's just objects. The vast majority yeah, yeah, of these uh, objects that are either galaxies that harbor massive black holes or rapidly growing new stars. Okay, so yeah, it's but not the vast all galaxies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's mostly galaxies. galaxies. A galaxy or a star? Yeah, what? That's <laughs> that's a, a house or a person. That's no. a person or the planet. That's <laughs> that's insane. That the yeah. scale of that yeah. isn't even close. <laughs> yeah, the, so, the so, so, scale so. of a of a galaxy to a star yeah. is astronomical. Uh, Aaron, I can't Aaron, tell Aaron, that that a. A speck of is that a speck of dust on there, or is that a universe? I can't. Yeah, let me, let me I can't understand scale of how I, things I th work. I think this was uh, a, like an eight point eight million pixel grid that like level resolution. Hold on, hold <laughs> and on. And they just had like dots. Josh, they counted the dots. Josh, okay. What? Oh, sorry. Go on. To produce the map, the scientists deployed a state of the art data processing algorithm on high performance computers all over Europe. Processes uh, thirty five hundred hours of observations that occupy. Eight petabytes of disk, disk space, Blech. the equivalent of roughly twenty thousand laptops. <laughs> Very impressive. They say it's only twenty-seven percent of the data, too. What is this? It doesn't actually say anything. This article, <laughs> of course, it doesn't. We can't get. All I've ever wanted is a fucking three sixty view of Earth. Any kind of conclusive evidence. We get the fucking James Webb Telescope. They've been talking to us for a decade. And they did a 15-second rocket launch video that went immediately to cartoons. Immediately. What's wrong we with can't cartoons? get one panoramic view of Earth, but they're going to sit in the same breath tell me that they found 4.4 million galaxies. Or stars. None of the stars that we see, are they're all in our own galaxy. I can't get over the fact that they're not sure if it's a star or a galaxy. That doesn't even make sense as a fucking statement. It's fucking insane. Like it's there's supposed to be trillions of stars in one galaxy. How do you not know the difference between the two if that's in re, based in reality in any way? I don't know if this is a virus or a human being. Josh, what's your honest take on this information? Do you think that they are anywhere close to being accurate in anything that they've said here in this article? So Rick, uh, yeah, he's malfunctioning yeah. trying to fucking defend them. <laughs> Come on, I've been God. waiting for his wires to fucking explode. R regardless of accuracy, I think there may oh, have. That's the main thing I asked. <laughs> How accurate is it? Well, if you don't take accuracy into consideration, I, I think this is very. Kind of, I think this is kind of like archaeology, where it's admitted, you know, seventy-five to ninety percent is extrapolated or made up. Where they have a piece of evidence, but kind of try to uh, assign to it more meaning than there actually is. So I think they did identify 4.4 million objects. Whether or not they're legitimately stars or galaxies, I don't think they have legitimate evidence for. You no, I, I, I do science for my job. I like, uh, you know, I'm an engineer. I do physics stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> physics stuff. <clears throat> Thank you, Josh, for that yeah. analysis. You're welcome. This. The release is only 27% of the entire survey, and we anticipate it will lead to a uh, many more scientific breakthroughs in the future. I was thinking about they, the jobs. They have, like, A, no idea what, <laughs> what that's going to lead to, and B, they're, they're just finding light sources out in, like, distant space, aren't they? 
Maybe. That's, I think they're just making it up. Like I said, they can't even, we can't even, so we still haven't gotten a view of the lunar lander and the flag on the moon. So before we can see two light seconds, I don't want to hear about the 4.4 million objects you found trillion, like a thousands in the light of light years away. I don't want to hear about it. That ever. article could really just be, we found stuff. Like, and that's <laughs> galaxies. That's got to be actually like trillions of light years away. Stars are thousands <laughs> and millions in our own galaxies. If you're seeing outside of that, but you can't see the moon. You can't see it's close up on the moon, but you can see 4.4 million galaxies. It's fucking retarded. Everything in space is dumb it's and just fake. a light source. That's all they're seeing. It's just like they see like a speck of light. But they're claiming the, that the it's distance. the distances that they're claiming. Yeah. It, what they're claiming yeah. what the light source is is ridiculous. I agree. No, I totally okay. agree. Okay, yeah. good. At least we're, we're there on that. <laughs> what do you think, Bob? What do you think of it overall, that article? Oh, it's uh, mostly retarded. It's, uh, like, what 5% isn't that isn't retarded is the fact that we saw a bunch of shit with the telescope that we like focused out in the distance, and we saw a bunch of light sources. That's all they see. That's all they can claim scientifically, right? Yeah, that's... They don't even know what they're looking at. No, not at all. Not even stars, not a galaxy. They can't tell a star between a galaxy. There's that claim hundreds that of thousands of planets circling a star to make a galaxy. There are like several trillion tons worth of like matter that yeah. they're not accounting for in each. That's a retarded number. Yeah. That's an like, insane number that yeah. you're describing. Yeah. That the scale of what they claimed is doesn't even make sense. That's like, is that an atom or an elephant? <laughs> what? No, so, 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 one or the other. Common misconception. <laughs> With a lot of the signs we talk about on the show, like Antarctica, we can't go there. The moon, we can't go there ourselves. The ISS. We can't go there. The more that we can't test but, it, the more wait, retarded no, 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 it gets. But with, the, but with this, like, we could just email the professor at the University of what's the University of Dartmouth goes at, and like ask him for some of the raw data. We could post process ourselves, and like, so we could see. Oh, hey, that object that looks a little bit more galaxy shaped than star shaped, and you know, we can make <laughs> we can make. Our, you can't do any of that. Oh. They won't. I actually want you to get some of that data. Can I issue a challenge to you? What do you think the chances are you could grab that data? Okay. Oh, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think here I, I think uh, like the twenty five to thirty percent chance I think I can get some data. Let me uh, let me set a reminder. To email the guy. I'll look for it too. <laughs> there we go. We're gonna end on this. My favorite person in the history of existence that has ever lived. Words of wisdom. Donald Pettit, my favorite, absolute favorite person. He brings us one of the most retarded PSAs from space, and I hope you all enjoy. Who has never been exposed to Don Pettit can enjoy this genius, most decorated astronaut for NASA. I'm Don Pettit. I'm a NASA astronaut, and I'm on the International Space Station. We're currently about 240 nautical miles above the surface of Earth. Space Station is a serious place. We're doing serious research, scientific research and engineering research. We have a regenerative life support system, which is a fancy way of saying that we've got a toilet that you use and then a machine that goes chugga, 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 chug, and then you go to the galley and you make yourself a cup of coffee. And that's exactly what you are thinking it is. And this is the kind of engineering research that we're doing on Space Station. It's needed. All right. Chugga. So let's chugga. recap. Chugga. All right. Aaron. So to recap, we have we have space station, 
Uh, not the space station, but just but, space station. Because uh, we can't use indirect articles if you're down pet it. If you're uh, retarded. Yeah. And uh, we have a regenerative life support system, which is you piss into a machine that goes chug a chug a chug, and then you drink your coffee, aka your own piss. Yesterday's coffee into today's coffee. <laughs> Thank you, science. <laughs> I can't do the band justice. We need to keep going with it. I love the little graphic. He's my hero. Kind of engineering research that we're doing on space station. It's needed. So engineering research. We won't run out of water. And of course, not only would you have angry birds if you ran out of water, you'd have angry human beings too. Oh, thank you. I want to do some physics demonstrations that involve some of the things you might see in the Angry Birds game. He's just and like, of course, gosh. I've got my Angry Bird here, but we need a pig. I wish I was good at physics. Well, I'm not very good at art. It's a good thing I decided to be a scientist and an engineer instead of an artist, because I'd God. probably be starved. Thank God we are <laughs> blessed with Don Pettit's science and engineering ability. You guys all pay 20 cents a day. Every human in America pays 20 cents a day to these retards to do this stuff, by the way. I, I, I would pay 200 cents a day for this shit. <laughs> Josh? Yes? That's not acceptable. <laughs> I'm sorry. 200 cents is $2. I'd like, I, I would be willing to pay more than that. That's, that's very rude of me. I, I want to reiterate, this is our most decorated scientist uh, or most decorated astronaut in all of NASA. In all of the world. Yeah, actually, the world. There's no, there's no more qualified astronaut on the planet than Donald Pettit, (laughs) the guy that is recycling his urine for coffee. Yeah, it's like a the guy, the guy who won't change change his underwear for over a week until it gets rashy. Also, like a still suit. There was. And you will like it. Will like it. <laughs> there were several people in the audience who I think had never visually seen Don Pettit before. And the look on their faces when they realized what a complete fucking retard Don Pettit is was absolutely priceless. Like, <laughs> there was, yeah, at like physical cringes. Yeah, I've never seen it happen in real time in that fashion. Like me, within seconds of yeah. his face, just like Jesus Christ. He feels like that guy, like the Looney Tunes character, like the cat buddy of the. Like, the one I can't say so both through George. Like he talks kind of <laughs> retarded like him. It's insane. I got a PhD in chemical engineering. It really makes me even more proud of my engineering degree than I was before. <laughs> so he's, he's making fun of us, right? Like having a guy that retarded being that decorated as an yes. astronaut. Be. The yeah. institution well, of NASA is making fun of everyone <laughs> by putting him in front of like the, the screen and being like, this is our most like, decorated. This is what you look like if you believe in space. Like, this is yes. our hero. Yeah. Space station. <laughs> Welcome to space station. Yeah. I would only feel made fun of if I didn't understand the basic physics behind this demonstration, but I do, so I feel respected. Perfect. I'm glad you do. Were you watching more of it? Oh, yeah. All We're right. going to keep going with this. <laughs> I'd probably be starving by now. Okay. Here, here is Pig. Pig is the arch enemy of Angry Bird. An Angry Bird had some eggs. And Pig (laughs) stole the eggs. And don't ask me how I got the eggs on Space Station. (laughs) I got a bungee spread across the hatchway. And this bungee is kind of like a slingshot. 
And I'm That's legitimately a good joke by Tom Petty. I'm not gonna lie. That red bird is gonna have when I fire him with this orbital slingshot, <laughs> launching red bird into space. Well, hey, we're already in the space. Whoa, look at that. All the way down. That's an example of a trajectory. It's a straight line from our perspective here. Gravity will attract an object if it's moving in a straight line, and it will no longer move in a straight line. It gets bent, and it goes in a curved trajectory. And guess what? Astronauts have to worry about these things, because if you're in a rocket, and say you're trying to get from one orbit and rendezvous with space station, you end up going in curved trajectories, and you need to know how to fire your rocket engines so that you can go from where you are to where you want to be. And if you understand the math, if you understand the physics, it will allow you to go out and get a neat job. A job <laughs> where you're an astronaut and you can fly in space. Learn about these subjects in school. You can also learn about these subjects while you're playing games. What happens when something like an angry bird gets their eggs <laughs> stolen? By pig. This is all the things that pig By pig. And we got That's to see name. all of this in a weightless oh, environment, right there. which is. Oh my God. I Okay. I'm not confident that that guy could drive a car <laughs> on Earth and get his hey. license without like parental supervision, he let alone drive, drive your rocket ship <laughs> in a trajectory into Fucking your Luke space Skywalker. station. Yeah. I, I he's, uh, he's, <laughs> yes, true. It's drive car. You're right. Thank you, Marty. Uh, I, I want to meet the person who is inspired to go into STEM because of Don Pettit and his stupid advertisements. The whole—that's the worst part—is we're paying sixty-three million dollars a day, so the NASA can do a fucking Angry Birds commercial. Are you fucking shitting me? Well, hey, this we, is what you'll million. find on the game. <laughs> and you can learn to be an astronaut like me. What do, what do you think he meant by getting the eggs up there? Saying don't yeah, ask. That was actually, not, think, I, I want to be fair. That was just a legitimately good joke. By Don. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about smuggling eggs in his asshole to, <laughs> into space. It's, I, I can't shit on for that. That was a good joke. Don't ask me how I got egg on space station. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, man. I can't even. The poor guy. Jesus Christ. It's insane. I just, I'm just glad I get to share Don Pettit with the world. <laughs> Last check on the pork. Have any disgusting worms crawled out of either of those pieces of pork, Marty? Absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna have some coke. Coke pork in just a few minutes here. Very zero, zero parasites in the pork, everyone. Aaron looks like a fucking retard after that episode. I'm now. happy about that. Okay. I think you bought defective pork. I wanted to do science experiment. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah. my, but, my butcher does. He sells real pork. We saw some disgusting videos where there is uh, disgusting worms crawling out of them when you put your pork he, he, He's on. referring to parasites yes. within the meat that you're eating. Worm-shaped yeah. parasites. I, yeah. Exactly. That sounds ridiculous. I've never been the Duke of Parasites. I wouldn't think that that's possible at all. <laughs> I don't even know he's called the Duke of Lice. Duke of, Duke of 
All right. That's the uh, that's the our second live episode of OK Hear Me Out. Thank you all for uh, coming. Thanks for having me. What the fuck? Have a good night. Whatever. Fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat. Look, I was promised a lot. I was promised my, I was promised my voice on this fucking podcast, and I haven't heard it once. Come on. What's going on? That's retarded. I'm going to go jack off the porn now and uh, go order some KFC.